Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Stib and Zang Show, episode 41. Last week was our 40 milestone, but now it is 41. Uh, in this episode, we will be uh, recapping, talking about, you know, giving our thoughts about the uh, Wilder Fury uh, trilogy fight. And the NHL is going to be uh, going underway next week, Wednesday, I believe, October 12th, I believe the date is. So uh, this episode will be out by then, and we'll be giving you our predictions for the standings in each division uh, within the NHL. But as always, before we get into that, this episode is brought to you by Hot Streak Fantasy, the best in-play fantasy app on the market. Pick two to three players in the MLB and NFL, and while and watch your team, your favorite teams, uh, watch them make you some money. So Hot Streak is matching your initial deposit as a bonus when you use promo code Hot Sauce. Get Hot Streak Fantasy app now. Eric, every week we say it, MLB, uh, NFL, quick, easy money, 180 seconds at max. You put a bet down, make some money. So if you're a big gambler on sports, it's the best in-play app uh, available. So uh, get it now, download, and uh, start making some money. But uh, as always, uh, after that, before we get into the episode, Eric, roll it! Welcome back to the Stim and Zang Show, episode 41. In today's episode, Eric, not talking UFC, going to be talking boxing. Wilder Fury trilogy fight happens Saturday night. And after that, we're going to NHL. NHL season, like we said, starting next week. So we got to give our predictions for the standings. Who's going to make it? Who isn't going to make it? Uh, etc so let's get into it right away eric with the trilogy fight deontay wilder versus tyson fury this is their trilogy fight their third fight uh first one was um no decision right uh, split a draw a draw a so um no uh no winner there second one fury came out on top and now in the third one much anticipated third fight fury wins with the knockout and round what it was, it was a late round 11 eh? yeah 11, 11 out of 12 yeah. so uh eric you uh on the way there you were uh asking for for it to be a good fight you don't want a first round knockout well you got an 11th round knockout yeah. instead so what'd you think mm-hmm. of that fight no but exactly the fight hey it was worth the money yeah, yeah. Well, it was. Yeah, we, yeah. We, yeah, money that we paid money. to stream. Yeah, exactly. But it was definitely a really entertaining fight. Very happy uh, with the results still. Um, I did bet on Deontay just because his odds were like crazy low. Like, I, I don't think it should have been like that. Like the the difference of the odds should have been. I think like, it was like three high. times more. Uh, exactly. Than Fury, if you won. And like, especially with a KO, because that was the only way Deontay was gonna win. And I was like, okay, like, whoa. It, if it's gonna triple my money, like I, yeah. there's a good chance that Deontay could win by KO. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna just put twenty five dollars on that. Um, obviously, it was actually pretty close to happening. So um, you actually had a good bet. We're probably gonna talk about that later. Um, yeah. But this fight, what a good fight! Like coming into this, both fighters showed tremendous heart. They came into this. Start, like there, there was not a moment in the fight where there wasn't punch game. Like there was not mm. a bo- boring moment in this fight. Punch punches were getting thrown. Like like knockdowns were, were happening like, knockdowns there was momentum shifts like all the time obviously tyson fury after the third fourth round he started like getting more confident right yep. like um after he got knocked down twice he came in and the rem- the remainder of the rounds he just won them all and he was out outlanding but 
Deontay Wilder, he, he stood up and um, he, he kept throwing. Like, he, I, I don't know. Well, yeah. It was a good fight for both of them. Well, let's look at it. Well, we know going into that fight, uh, Wilder, he was what, 42, 1 and 1 or something like that. Both yeah. of those, uh, that loss and draw coming to Tyson Fury. And you can't say the guy isn't a good boxer because, you know, he does have 42 wins and whatever the amount of knockouts it is. But there is like room for not concern, but definitely adjustment for uh, Wilder. Mm -hmm. He's not the best striker uh, in in boxing, like um, fundamental striking and hitting precise shots. He's more of, you know, wailing that right hand that's so strong. And that's kind of like a Derek Lewis. Almost, I wouldn't well, compare the two. Yeah, way, way, yeah, way better. <laughs> like, I yeah. wouldn't compare the two different sports in general, uh, whatever, as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Wilder, everyone knows he has that right hand. He's knocked a lot of people out uh, with it, and he's not the best um, boxer, per se. So, what Fury had to do, he did. He, you know, he limited the distance between him and, uh, and Wilder, uh, kind of like what we saw Gone and Derek Lewis. I'll keep bringing that fight up because it's kind of similar. He he he, he limited sp- the space. He a lot of it, a lot of the boxing was happening in the clinch where Fury dominated Wilder. Uh, got a lot of strikes off in the clinch. Just kept him close. Took all his weight basically. Fury that two hundred and whatever he is, two hundred seventy five pounds, yeah. yeah, something like that. Just having that body lay on you the whole fight, eleven rounds, and having that mm. big gypsy king just lay on you. It's gonna tire Wilder out, which it did. Uh, because like you said, after the third, fourth round, Fury just kind of stuck to his game, landed uh, good shots, and just uh, kind of that's how he kind of ended up winning. And like I said, limited the, the the space between him and Wilder for him to well look. Wilder got him a couple times, clipped him a couple times. Mm-hmm. First time in his uh, in his career, he's dropped uh, twice in the same round. So Wilder got him. I'd say he not lucky, but he clipped him twice. And yeah, that's why it was knockdown power. But after that, I mean, like. Fury already had the knockdown. Uh, he was winning every round. He had way more punches landed. And that's, I think, a big big thing of it was the striking game uh, in the clinch. And then, uh, yeah, he knocked him out in the 11th round. So, exactly. Uh, Fury, you know, cashing in the paycheck, $55 million, I think it was. Wilder yeah. getting knocked down in the 11th gets him $45 million there. Exactly. So, everyone's happy in the end mm. uh, in boxing. I mean, Fury and Wilder, are, like you said, they might take two years off until the next time they exactly. fight. We yeah. have no clue who's it going to be, but those two won't be fighting each other for a while because there's no. I don't think they're ever. Yeah, I don't think they're ever going to fight each other because arguably people say that Fury won the first fight, even yeah. though he got knocked down, but he did win the fight. Like most, mo- like I think like eighty percent of people do believe that Fury won the first fight. So it, people could tell like if there's another fight, like Fury's most. It's going to be a war, but, like, most likely Fury's going to win again. And, like, if you beat someone three times, like, at the end of the day, like, you're probably better than that person. You yeah. know, it's like, so there's no point of, it's going to be hard to sell it another time. This, the, the third fight, like, this was very needed just to see if, like, the, the difference in level. Obviously, people could see, like, Wilder's on, like, one of, like right now he's probably the second best heavyweight, but Fury's still on top. Like, just a bit, like, not a bit, but, like, he is, like, a good amount better He's, than Wilder, but Fury, yeah, well, yeah. And uh, what well, you said, who's the second best? Wilder is the second. Yeah, uh, I still yeah, believe yeah, Wilder yeah. is second best, even though, like, you, you gotta yeah. think, look, before he ever got, before he ever fought uh, Tyson Fury, his man was forty-two and 0, 42 and zero, 
with 41 knockouts. Anyone he fought, he, he beat. And then after while thereafter, now he's four, his record's a little tainted, 42, 2, and 1, right? But hey, it's Tyson Fury. Like Tyson Fury's gonna go down as one of the greatest, greatest heavyweights. So there, there's nothing to beat. Like, I, I know Deontay at the end of the fight, he didn't want to shake Tyson's hand. He, he didn't want to show respect, but whatever. But still, like Deontay, his striking's a little off. Like he only came in at 235 pounds. 235, like that, that's not that's not heavy for a heavyweight. Tyson's there at 277. And uh, but it is better because Deontay, the first fight, he came out at like 215. So 235 is better, something like that. So, but still, I don't know, man. Like Tyson's just on a like he's just on another level. Like it's shown like I mean, you wouldn't imagine that guy being the heavyweight champion. That that's exactly that, exactly. that, that, that shape, you know, that, that, that physique, that, yeah, that, that peak male uh body. I, yeah. Uh, some some photos of the memes now going on on Instagram and I stuff know. like that. We see Fury in his worst days. Oh no, but it's funny. It's funny, but yeah, that guy, um, the Gypsy but, King. But he's to gonna make a great mo- yeah, movie. Yeah, he's gonna think? he's gonna make a great. This guy's story is incredible. Like the, the when when he was just born, I I saw something Tyson Fury talked about. It. He, he was born. He was like like a couple pounds. Like su- apparently he wasn't supposed to, like he wasn't even supposed to be alive. Like. He came out like super tiny and like um they they told his father that like he, he wasn't gonna grow to be any big. Man grew to be six nine and also like he's also like uh, he's also a gypsy, they call him gypsy king because uh his yeah. ancestors, both of them were kings, and then they're like this kid, like whatever. And then also the story of like he had depression for like two years, he didn't fight, and like he just he was up to like 350 pounds, like super yeah. heavy, like suicidal suicidal thoughts like all that stuff and then after he saw Deontay Wilder call him out uh he saw Deontay Wilder KO all these people and there's a video of Tyson being like oh I saw Wilder do this I'm coming back to fight thanks for motivating me so the Tyson Fury came back just to fight Wilder uh got that tie he arguably won and then beat him twice after in like amazing fashion right so but uh both these fighters showed so much heart like you just gotta give respect to both of them for sure. Yeah, who would you have playing Fury in if he had an actual movie? Wouldn't be playing himself. No, no, no. But no, like I'm maybe not. No, a movie, but like, like a documentary. No, no, but like you said it. So like now no, like a documentary, to... like a, a documentary about his life. It doesn't have to be like whatever. You can oh, get like an, a documentary. It's be, yeah, it's gonna be tough to get a six nine actor to play him. You know, but he is his his. It's like his story is like literally more insane than Rocky Balboa. Like is way like. <clears throat> You know what I mean? Like you could see, like, like r- people watch Rocky Balboa, they, they think it's cool and stuff. You just Tyson Fury Rocky story. Balboa, fictional boxer, <laughs> to Tyson Fury. Yeah, and but you're, imagine you're like, gonna you're gonna argue that his story is better than Rocky Balboa. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like they had to make up a story about this fighter and make up this crazy story around this fighter to make a good movie. And then you have Tyson Fury here, whose life is even crazier than that fictional movie. You know. Yeah, well, you know, you also had only two hours to, you know, make a story and then, you know, film a movie. Whereas Tyson Fury has years of storytelling. To, like, what would you think Tyson Fury's life or story would be in two hours? Oh, there's so much to talk about. Like, it's just because Rocky Balboa wasn't obese and hooked on drugs. That it's not no, but story. just like, so it's, it starts off I already when, he, when, when he's born, yeah, he yeah, already know, has like all the odds against him, right? But he is a, a gypsy king, right? He has that behind him. And then he grows up, starts winning, and then beating everybody, and then hits, like, a wall. 
gets and then comes back and then gets knocked down against Deontay Wilder, gets knocked down, and then at the ninth second oh God, wakes that, up. Th- yeah. That face you made right there, it's like you almost saw the scene happen in your head, like how exactly. you visualize it. Exactly. The camera exactly. would be from up. Yeah, camera from up there like... with lights pointing in his eyes. His eyes are like, oh, yeah. like, and like then the just open up. Yeah, like the Undertaker, literally. Oh, you just said exactly. so. Well, um, so but I'm excited to, to see. What, but I'm excited to see what's gonna happen next because the heavyweight division is a pretty good. It's one of the best divisions in boxing. There's right like, like 15 belts to you know claim. No, no, but exactly. But like right now, the big belts. It's um, obviously Tyson Fury won uh, the belt off Deontay before. Yeah. But um, the guy that beat Joshua Usyk has like a couple belts. If they have that fight, Tyson wins. He has like almost all the important belts in heavyweight. So it's literally like, I don't know. I feel like Deontay, what, what you should do next is like people would probably want to see Deontay versus and because Deontay, he is the second best. Like, I don't think there's anyone uh, near him. Yeah. And Anthony Joshua was kind of slipping, man, with that. Anthony that, Joshua that is slipping. Now. But now because Ulysses won, he's up there. So people, some people do actually believe that Ulysses can beat. Um, theory, but in my opinion, never gonna like. There's no way that's gonna happen. Ulysses, uh, he used to fight at cruiserweight, which is like around 190, whatever. Tyson Fury is 277, and he moves like he's like 180, like you yeah. know what I mean. So, and I don't know, man. Like Tyson, he's just on another. Like, I'm so happy that we're living in this era where we can see him live. You know, like we're living in the Tyson Fury. Yeah, not too era. shabby. Yeah, can't be, exactly. can't complain. Living in today's sports uh, era. Yeah. You know, football, hockey. There's a lot USC, of UFC, a lot of great athletes uh, going at some of the best we ever seen. This the, the sport has ever seen. But uh, yeah, you know, boxing's not like UFC. We're gonna have to wait. Uh, well, no, usually boxers fight more than UFC fighters do. Yeah. Uh, but for this, the kind of hype that surrounded it, the payout to Fury uh, and Wilder might you know be keen on taking some time off for them exactly it's probably what they're going to do anyway so uh who knows when the next time we don't really talk boxing because we're not big yeah. con- boxing connoisseurs so that was just a big fight that everyone was talking about so we talked about it but uh we'll see uh but moving on eric uh start of the nhl season will be going underway next week i believe october 12th is the start date so we have to talk about it uh, beforehand. We have to give our predictions um, for the standings. This year's standings, you know, what teams are going to make it, uh, what teams are going to fall into the wild card spot, what teams aren't going to make the playoffs at all uh, based off, you know, the team's off seasons, how they did, who they add and stuff like that. So um, let's jump into that, into the West Coast era, because I want to leave the East Coast last, because that's mostly the teams that we follow, uh, or I follow, you follow too, in the Atlantic. So let's uh, let's go real West, maybe the worst division in hockey. Kinda, you know, there's some uh, some points to be made why it's the worst division, yeah. easiest division, but the Pacific. Yeah, uh, division <laughs> the west coast, uh, what very west coast. Um, you got the Vegas Golden Knights in that division, Oilers, Canucks, Flames, uh, Sharks, uh, the Kings, Kraken, the newly added Seattle Kraken would be playing yeah. in the Pacific Division, and the Ducks, you know, exactly. Ducks. 
So uh, let's uh, let's start this off. I'm going to go first with my Pacific Division standings. It is a weak division. So the top three, yeah. you know, there is a consensus number one in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, being number one after that, Eric, it's kind of up in the air with these Canadian teams, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. you got Vegas, I got the Oilers going second, they added Zach Hyman. Uh, so that's going to be another line made for Connor McDavid to play with, and then you know, Oilers, and you got Canucks Flames, who you could put in those spots. You know, yeah. Canucks people, the Canucks nations are hoping that their uh team's gonna have a, a turnaround season. Pedersen's coming back healthy, they added Connor Garland. Um, they lost Nachman defense. Dem- Demko looks to be the star. So, you know, Canucks could be in those that top three, Eric. Uh, depends with the Flames, you know, how they play and stuff. If they have a bounce back season, too, because they didn't make the playoffs uh, like the Canucks in the North Division last year. So, you know, I put Canucks third, Flames fourth. Uh, you know, Daryl Sutter with the trap. Hopefully, yeah, that's where I expect them to be. Then Sharks are fifth just because I like the goaltending duo of the Sharks is better than they had what they had last year. So, uh, and they still have some young forwards, Thomas Hurdle, Logan Couture still at center. Anyway, I have the Sharks fifth, Los Angeles six, uh, still very young team, learning curves, whatever they added. Philippe Dano, as we know, so Kopitar is going to take that offensive step that he wouldn't have been able to take, but they're still not a playoff team. Then crack in seventh, I gave them the benefit of the doubt and put the Ducks last uh, cracking, you know, all these players trying to prove something. So I put them a little spot ahead. I don't think they were built to win right away. Like Vegas built their team, cracking, very good at defense goalie. Yeah. Very good. Forward group is non-existent. Jared McCann is their first line center. So good for Jared McCann. Not good for Seattle. Exactly. But first year team rebuild it. So that's who I have in the Pacific. Here's probably the similar. Actually very similar. So, um, Vegas, obviously number one, I don't really have to explain that. Number two, I also have the Oilers. I just, I just love their, like, I don't love their team, but I'm just trying to appreciate their team a bit more. Um, I do believe Mike Smith. I know he's like 39, but I think he's gonna be. Oh, he's like 40 something. I think. <laughs> but he's gonna, he's, he's, if he's number, like, he's still a decent goalie, right? Like, he yeah, can he had good numbers last year, and he's gonna be better than Koskinen, and even them two, like, as goalies, is he gonna be decent? I don't know. Um, I, they they still have Tyson. There Bay is room really... for concern, I would say, though. If Mike Smith doesn't play like he did last year and Costin exactly. is still the yeah. same goal he's always been, yeah. fucking Oilers could be in some serious trouble. Exactly. But I like Tyson Berry. Obviously, their owners got paid. So, like, their, their decor, is, is, it's not the best, but it's decent. And then, obviously, at forward, we don't, like, we know Conor McGregor. Leon Dries. Is it literally just, like, for Edmonton to be second? Like, you can't have any injuries to any of your like to if yeah. Leon or Connor Mike Smith, Connor Leon have to stay healthy exactly um for the entire season. But obviously that's tough, right? It's tough to have just two elite forwards and then like rely on your goalie supporting like, group, yeah, a thirty-nine year, forty-year-old goalie, right? And then after at third, I actually did, I don't know if you had Canucks. I, Canucks. I have Canucks. Um, they do have um Oliver Ekman Larson too, who's actually a really good defenseman. Obviously. Uh, his contract's pretty big, but he's, he is a very good defenseman. Connor Garland, I believe he's going to get 65, 70 points this season. He's going to be really good. Obviously, they, they still have like, players like JT Miller, Elias Patterson, Brock Besser. So, like, overall, and, and, and their goalie tandem also of Demko and Holby. No. Holby, yeah. No Holby. Holby. I forget no. who their backup is in Vancouver. The, it's wait, Demko, Holby, only, Holby left. He signed with the Stars. But wait, uh, he only had a one-year contract. Yeah, something like, or no, he got traded or something, or okay, okay, um, but he's with well, the stars anyway. 
Okay, but just having Demko, and then obviously, oh no, they have Di Pietro too, right? But he's he, I don't he know is if very he's starting. Oh, Halak, sorry, Halak is their backup. Yeah. Oh, they got Halak. Halak okay, okay, yeah, they got Halak. Okay, but still, like just having Demko, who's actually a pretty young and very reliable goalie, up and coming. Um, exactly. Two years ago in the playoffs, he played pretty well for them too. So, hey, they uh, um, Canucks. I, I I like the, I like actually I like their team better than I do Calgary's. Calgary at fourth, still Jacob. Uh, is it Jacob Markstrom? Jacob Markstrom. He's going to be really good, obviously. Uh, the fourth high. Sean Monahan, he, he hasn't been playing like that well recently. No, he had 80 like point, a, eighty something points that one season. Has never been able to. Uh, and he's just been going down. Yeah. Johnny Goudreau has been your consistent like point per game, whatever. A lot. Elias Lindholm being good. But it's just the, the players on the team, obviously, there's issues with the coach, too. I don't know. If, like, you see, like, I don't know. Some of the players don't seem to be liking the coach, whatever. But. I have them at fourth. Tibbs, yeah, yep. you good? Okay, okay. I thought you liked. Yeah, yeah. You, you saw look... my face, a frozen face. Yeah, yeah I thought you were frozen. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then at fifth, I have the Sharks. Like you, I don't. The, the Sharks, I believe they. I don't think they're making a playoff, but they could s- sneak into the playoffs. Well, let's be honest; these, these are the bottom dwellers. So, like, there's exactly. nothing really to say about them. That good, but, but like not. They're better than the other. Shit but teams. I do think that Kraken are actually probably going to be like six. I yeah. think I think they they can be just because off their go- their goalie tandem and, and their and defenseman defense tandem. Obviously, Margiano just uh, got named captain too. Yeah, their forwards absolutely suck. So what? And Ducks obviously is still re- rebuilding. Yeah. They have John Gibson, but not doing much. LA is still a young team. So that's all. Um, do you want to start off the central since I started off the Pacific central? Okay, I'll, I'll start the central. Jets, Blues, Wild, uh, Chicago, Coyotes, yeah. Stars, Predators. Okay, so the central obviously number one team is not too complicated. The Avalanche, right? Yeah. Uh, obviously, they have Darcy Quemper, who I think is even better than Philip Grubauer and Varlamov and any. So because Darcy Quemper has always been underrated at Arizona, so. Um, their their team is disgusting still. Um, at second, second and third, uh, for me is, is interchangeable. I have Blues and Stars. I think they're kind of in a similar boat. Blues and Stars. Um, obviously, past years they've had um, they've been doing really good. Obviously, we know St. Louis won a couple years ago, but uh, I, I I probably have Stars a, a bit of ahead just because I feel like the Stars. I don't know, like in the like I don't know, like in the playoffs I, that they didn't make last year. Who <laughs> stars? No, but look at the stars two years ago. They almost made it to the finals. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, I like I, the, I like this stars team. So I have the stars, and then I have the blues. Uh, blues, obviously, they they have their core from when yeah. they won the chat. Like the the cup, and they yeah. have court. Yeah, exactly. So uh, nothing about the about the blues. Number four, I'll throw in the Jets in there. I still believe the Jets aren't. They're not. I don't they, like every year they could they could make it far, but they always lose in the 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 second round, whatever. Yeah. But they they haven't been good. Uh, they they've always disappointed uh, their their fans, you know. <laughs> so, and, and and then the Jets because Jets fans are crazy. Like they do believe they're like Cowboys. Yeah, like, but it's like one they, of those. It's like I wouldn't say it's the same market as Calgary. No, no, I'd say it's like no, one of those. No, I was gonna say Cowboys. Like, I was gonna say oh, Cowboys. Okay. Not even. I would say Manitoba is like one of those markets where it's like, eh, we'll st- we still love the Jets. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, they didn't make it. Like we'll still love them. It's just yeah. like, it's not like Montreal. But their their team is good though. Like they have yeah. a really good team. Like 
all like they, they have a top nine that's solid and like literally like probably probably a, definitely a top ten top nine in the league probably top seven or but like, yeah. they have a top nine that's very solid two way players everywhere their decor is, is getting better obviously um I, I I feel like you're probably gonna talk about that a bit yep. later I'll, I'll let you talk about that um after that um I I think Blackhawks are gonna be there at six uh, or five. No, yeah, Blackhawks at five. Yeah. Um, Mark Andre Fleury. I believe Blackhawks might sneak in the playoffs just because they got Seth Jones, obviously, and Mark Andre Fleury. So, and obviously, obviously having Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, and all those players on, and Alex Dabrinka, it helps yep. out too. Wild is gonna be a tough one because I'm putting them at six over here, but I do believe they last year they made the playoffs. Why can't they? And they almost beat Vegas in the first round. So. And obviously, Kaprizov is going to be even better than last year. They still yeah. have like Cam Talbot. Like mm-hmm. they're going to be a really solid team, right? Because their de- decor is really strong as usual. So um, I have them, and then um, it's kind of tough to put Arizona and Predators so low. But not bad. They're, they're both <laughs> well because they're, they're like Predators. Arizona is kind of a yeah. Arizona's rebuilding. W- team. W- yeah, they're rebuilding, but Predators like they're they're a good team. Yeah, and uh, they they've been making the playoffs, so it's gonna be. But I, I think they're gonna be seven or eight. Yeah. Okay, uh, it's a tough division for sure. It's a tough division to race. And I'll give my thoughts on the division. Like you said, number one um, is the uh, are the Avalanche. Like you yeah. said, Colorado they lost um, Grubauer to oh. Kraken. They signed Darcy <sighs> Quemper, who like yeah, I can agree with you is arguably better than Phil Grubauer. Though there is some. Uh, Worry for uh, Darcy Quemper is his health status. You know, he's a goalie that yeah. gets injured a lot. Yeah, and if exactly. he were to go down, uh, Colorado could be in trouble. Is it like you know, you know, Pavel Francouz would take over? Anyone could kind of be the goaltender in yeah. Colorado. We're gonna see with Philip Grubauer his numbers. You're gonna see his numbers in Colorado are gonna dip real low when he starts playing with Seattle. So that yeah, that man. will kind of prove my point. But Avalanche, uh, they just gotta have the their superstars play on their game and they'll be fine. Second, a little different than you. I went Winnipeg here. Second, oh, I think, yeah? Uh, okay. yeah, yeah, I think Winnipeg, like you said, a top nine, one of the best in the leagues. Connor Hellebuck, one of the best in the leagues. Their defense, they actually have a reliable decor, I would say. Now, they actually have three lines that they actually can throw out there at any point. You know, Josh Morrissey, uh, Brendan Dillon, who played top four minutes in Washington, very good defenseman. Then you got yeah. Neil Pionk and, uh, Nate who they Schmidt. just signed, Nate Schmidt, and then Dylan DeMello, who was playing like 20 minutes mm-hmm. game for Winnipeg last year, is now on their third pairing uh, with Nathan Bowley or whatever. But still, they did a good job getting their decor strong. And with that forward group, they're going to be a tough team in that division. I think they can they can bully a lot of teams, you know, because you play your divisional opponents four times. So I think they can bully a lot. So I'm going to put them second. Third, Eric, I got the St. Louis Blues. I feel like they're going to have a bounce back year. They added some some depth. Uh, from the Avalanche, as actually Brandon Saad assigned with the Blues. Colorado lost that depth piece, like Jonas Donskoy too. So uh, Blues, you know Jordan Bennington. Every year, it seems like his numbers keep getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, but I still like their four group. Tarasenko is going to be playing. I don't know if he's getting traded or not, but they're going to try and showcase him. So he's going to get a lot of playing time. Uh, and I, I just like that top six. Their decor is not the worst. It's still big. It's still physical. So. Yeah. They also got Bushnevich too, I yeah. think, who's actually for Sammy really Blaine, who's going to be a really good player for them. So I like the Blues. I put him third, and then fourth, 
this is where it kind of gets tough. Four, five, six, kind of weird. I put the wild there fourth, but yeah. what scares me about the wild is Cam Talbot because mm-hmm. Cam Talbot had a good season last year, but that was a condensed season. I don't know if those numbers are going to keep, if he can keep those numbers and how he was playing for a full 82 game season. I don't think so. I think he's going to struggle. I think Kakinen might have uh, a lot more starts than people expect him to have. So that's where it's like it could be tough for me is the goal tending tandem in the uh, in Minnesota. Everyone expects it to be good, but I think Brian, um, Cam Talbot could struggle in an 82 game season because he has before. You know, he's had that good season in Edmonton, but ever since then, he's kind of been like, you know, shipped around and now he's find, found a home here in Minnesota. But we'll see. Fifth, I got the Predators there. Um, you know, this five, six, seven, eight, it's not good teams Eric. not good teams so you know take a good grain salt to have the predators fifth do i think the predators are a good team not really honestly i believe the predators would start to rebuild if they didn't have ryan johansson and matt duchene locked up uh for such a long time because those are huge salary cap eaters that prevents the predators from rebuilding so every year they got to kind of keep going for it but they're kind of being they're, they're not going to make the playoffs i don't think so I'm going to have them fifth, then sixth, Chicago. Uh, Jonathan Taze will be back healthy. Marc-Andre Fleury. This could be a team where I could see, you know, either sixth, fifth, or fourth, Chicago. Because with Kane, Taze, um, you know, Seth Jones now, their decor is still a bit weak, even with Seth Jones. But like you said, Marc-Andre Fleury makes that team uh, better than it was last year. So I put them sixth. And then seventh, I have the Stars. Okay. Stars that make the, the playoffs last year. So... And this team is kind of like, you know, Jamie Ben is regressing. Uh, Sagan is back. Sagan is back. They have, you know, Jason Robertson, Rupe Hens. It's their goalies that kind of scare me too. Brain Holpe is not the same Brain Holpe. Ben Bishop hasn't played in a year and something. And then uh, Kadobin. So, you know, do I think the Stars make the playoffs in this division? No. I think, no. Yeah. I think they're going to really suck. <laughs> I don't think they're okay. going to be that good of a team. Uh, but, uh, you know, there there is room like last year. They, you know, with the COVID and their season got delayed, you can you can make reasons why they didn't make the playoffs. But still, uh, at the end of the day, I think they have a lot of question marks and holes to fill. But uh, and then last I have Coyotes. They're rebuilding. They they traded all their good players for picks and stuff. So they're not going to be a good team. That is the West, Eric. Uh, our predictions for the West. Let's head over to the East now. Atlantic and Ooh. Metro. I'm going to start. <laughs> I'm going to leave you Atlantic because that's a tough assignment. I'm going to start in the Metro. Okay. The Metropolitan, uh, a lot of good teams, Eric. This is uh, could be one of the toughest divisions in hockey. Yeah. If, this, if it's not this, it's the Atlantic. But um, I think a lot of these teams are going to be fighting for a wild card spot. So, you know, to go through my top three who make the playoffs, I have the Islanders winning this division. Uh, I think that you know Barry Trotz, what he's doing in New York is incredible. Yeah. His defensive system. Uh, they don't score a lot, but they're not going to need to score a lot. Uh, they have two reliable goaltenders, Sorokin and Barlamov, so they'll be fine there. Decor is amazing, and their four group, Matt Barzell, they're going to be good enough to score goals and close games out, which is going to be big in this division. So I have them first, second, Washington. Washington's Washington. They're division champs. They won it every like. How, they're on a streak now, I think, right? Ever since 2016, yeah. uh, I think, or 2017, they've won the, the Metro division. I could be wrong. They won Maybe. it last year. I'm pretty sure they won it last year, right? I'll, I'll check. Yeah. I'll check. Or no, the Metro wasn't last year. Sorry. Uh, it wasn't the Metro team. Line. It basically was the Metro division, but uh, missed yeah. some teams. 
So Washington, Alex Ovechkin, over there, TJ Oshie, Kuznetsov will be back. Still a good centerman. So, you know, John Carlson, that team is filled with offensive options. Only thing I'd say about Washington is where I'm worried is the goalies, Samson, the uh, Vanacek, young goalies, uh, you know, little experience, but I trust that, that team to, to get it done. Third, uh, people might disagree with me, but I have the Flyers. The Philadelphia Flyers are going to bounce back in my belief. You know, it's always off here with the Flyers. When they made the playoffs, they're really good. Then they missed the playoffs, and now it's their time to make the playoffs again. Yeah. Uh, Carter Hart, terrible season last year. I think he could have a bounce back season. So, and then they added Ryan Ellis. You know, Risto Lyon's a bit of a question mark move because he, they're going to expect him to play big minutes, and he's not really, uh, you know, he's a big minus machine in Columbus. Uh, yeah. We'll see how he is. He's a big body, and they want to make their decor bigger and stronger. So it makes sense, but uh, we'll have to see. But I think the Flyers could win it. Fourth, uh, this division is so tough, Eric. So tough, so tough, so tough, so tough. Yeah. Oh, my God, Eric. Ooh. This fourth spot is either the Penguins or the Rangers for me. Okay. Penguins okay, or the well, Rangers. Penguins, really, like, they're going to miss Crosby and Malkin here in the beginning of the season, but that team yeah. always figures it out. Always figures yeah. it out somehow. Even when Crosby's out, uh, you know, team players Jake step Gensel. up. Jake Gensel, yeah. Jake Gensel steps up. Brian Russ steps up, you know. Uh, they're just vets that know how to get it done. So Penguins, I will see them in the playoffs. I, I would expect so, even with Malkin out for like a month or what is it? So this is where, I, you know, ah, I expect them to make the playoffs, either if it's a wildcard team or top three. That's why I had Penguins fourth and Rangers fifth, but, you know, they're in, they, they could change them fourth and fifth because the Rangers are a team expected to make the playoffs. Not expected to make the playoffs, but they expect to make the playoffs. Uh, as a banager, and they just resign. Uh, Panarin's expected to get 100 points. Shesterkin's looking to, to develop uh, within another year to that elite goaltender status. So, you know, their decor, Jacob True, I'm trying to look at their decor now. Uh, not the best decor. Uh, Metropolitan, I'm looking at my Ranger notes. Yeah, you know, they added Barclay Goudreau, Ryan Reeves, Sammy Blay, mm. Patrick Namath, Jared Tenorti. And lost yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember their decoys. Uh, no, Jacob it's Adam, Tru- Fox. Adam Fox, Jacob Truba. They um, lost Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo. But, you know, it, it's tough. It's going to be an offensive team, the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know about their decor yet. And then, uh, so that's that's, that's why I kind of got to fourth and fifth. Because they're going to yeah. be a good top six, uh, of course, as we know. But, uh, yeah, I have them fourth or fifth. Then six, Eric, for me, is the Hurricanes. They had a lackluster offseason. You know, they decided to take KK for $6 million, yet they couldn't give money for Dougie Hamilton. Um, their goaltending duo got worse. They lost Nadelkovic, uh, James Reimer, Peter Mrazic for Frederick Anderson and Anti Ranta, I think it was. So, um, yeah, a lot of question marks. They got worse. Their decor, uh, losing Dougie Hamilton was big. So, you know, Dougie Hamilton's one of the best. How do I say? forward like he's one of the best defensemen when it comes into the forward rush like like you know rushing the play and stuff and carrying the puck he's one of the best defensemen to do that and he's a power play machine so that's gonna hurt him for the rangers jacob true adam fox ryan lindgren is there Condre miller might get a spot here starting uh, to start patrick namath they added so yeah like i'm saying their their decor has a lot of questions question mark the rangers that's why i have them there uh in that situation fourth or fifth but I think they'll be better than the Hurricanes. Hurricanes are still a good team, though. That's why the Metro is tough, Eric, because a lot of these teams, if you don't make the top yeah. three, you have to fight for the wild card spot. So a lot exactly. of good teams in the Metro aren't going to make the playoffs this year. 
Uh, so Hurricane Six, Seventh are Devils. You know, they're good, not a good team, not a horrible team. They added Thomas Jatar, Dougie Hamilton, uh, you know, Jonathan Bernier, Ryan Gray's I like, and then they lost Will Butcher uh, and Aaron Dell. But um, yeah, they're not good, better than these other Metro teams, in my opinion. So Devils Seventh, Blue Jackets Eighth. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're rebuilding. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're rebuilding. They're claiming that, but they're not good enough to, <laughs> okay, to, wow. to, to compete with the other teams. Well, that's, well, that's an interesting rank. I, I feel like it's it, tough. It, it is, you, it's a tough one. Looking at the I know, I know. And tell me who's missing the playoffs. I know, I know. It, it is tough, but it, oh yeah, I, I was looking at Capitals since 2015. Like I can't even go yeah, more right? back. They've to, been division champs. Yeah, they've been division yeah, champs. So like, I think so Islanders that's why have to take it. Exactly. The only thing with Islanders, so I'm, I'm going to start off my list here. I'm going to go Capitals first. Yeah. The only reason I'm not putting Islanders is because Islanders, every year they've made the playoffs, they haven't been like, they've been like, I think last year they're like fourth. Like, they're obviously, we know like the, in the playoffs, they're an amazing team, right? Because Barry Trost can just like sit down, analyze the other team, head and like, head, yeah. exactly head to head. And in the regular season, there's 82 games to play. You can't do all that for, and they're a defensive team, right? So you don't know, like, it's just, I'll, I, I just don't have them at number one, but I understand why you have them at number one. It is very fair. Over the last year, last few years, they've been amazing, right? Especially in the yep. playoffs. So number one, I have Capitals. Um, I just think their team is like basically the exact same as before. They still have Mantha from last year after the trade. Uh, and they're, Washington, they've just been consistently yeah. good, right? Their, their team's always been good. Um, I, I I feel like after they won the Cup, too, they've still been good. And obviously, they have less pressure than they did before, right, to to win. So, like, I feel like the team can just play, uh, like, freely. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still have, like, Samsonov, who's an elite goaltender. Like, um, I know last year he, he was injured a bit, but he, yep. Samsonov, is a very, very good goaltender. Um, so, that's why I have the number one. Uh, number two, uh, this one's tough. I'm going to go Islanders. Uh, I think it's, it's uh, one and two, right? Islanders, um, obviously their goal, goaltending tandem is amazing with Varlamov Sorokin. and uh, Sorokin. Sorokin, who's a very underrated goalie too. Coming out of the KHL. The, exactly. And both of them, they, they, they played last year in the playoffs. They played amazing. Like that yep. duo was really good together. Um, their D, they don't even have like offense. Like they lost, lost uh, Nick, Nick Laddie. Laddie, but yeah, but... but their defensemen, they don't really have like offensive, like ama- like players that uh, like defensemen no. that stand out, right? But it's just like solid defensemen. I'd say like get what? the jump. Ryan Pollock, Pollock or uh, who's the other one? Who's the one that got signed for six million dollars? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm gonna but like it right now, it's just like they have like reliable defensemen that get the job done and that like fit exactly into Barry Trotz's system, you know? Mm-hmm. So. That's why in the playoffs, they're so good because they're so hard to score on. And even now, offensively, they've they've added more pieces, right? They they got Cal Palmieri, like they they still have Matt Barzell. Like offensively, they're, they're still a good team, and they'll they'll get they'll get goals from time to time. They lost Jordan Eberle. Oh, Adam Pellick, Who, yeah, that's it. Adam, Adam Pellick, exactly. He, he's he's a really good defenseman. Oh, so Dano Chair is there. Noah Dobson, their young defenseman. Scott exactly. Mayfield's a good defenseman. Andy Green is still a good vet in this league. Exactly. So they're, they're, they're going to be a really good team offense. Like Jordan, I believe among a lot is, is a tough loss. Cause he was always like one of their top point scores, but they'll, they'll be fine. Be fine without him. 
because uh, his team's still really good, especially in the playoffs. In the playoffs, I do like they're almost never a first. Like they've beaten Penguins consistently, like yeah. year after year in the playoffs too. So um, that's where I have them. Uh, number three, I'm not gonna lie, you will not like this one. Um, I feel like you rank this team maybe not too low. Of, like, I know, I know exactly what you're gonna put. I, I know you don't like this team, obviously, but you might be a bit bi- like I don't know. I'm gonna try and look biased. All right, so you got the Hurricanes number three. Yes, I have the Hurricanes Why? number three. I know they lost Dougie Hamilton, right? Who's one of the best defensemen? Not only lost Dougie Hamilton. I know, I know, but when you talk about the goalie tandem, obviously they lost uh, Alex Njokovic, Peter Mrazek, right, James and Reimer. James Reimer. But don't forget Frederick Anderson. Before last, because last year, like he got, like he obviously even, like was he? I think he was injured or yeah, he didn't whatever. Really, yeah, he, he he didn't play. But Frederick Anderson, like, two, like this guy is a goalie that can play like 50, 60 games a season, and, like win most of them, and he's he's a very good goaltender. Like obviously last year, Jack Campbell took over, but Frederick Anderson, a very good goaltender. Anti Ranta in Arizona was a very good backup. I don't think it's that much of a different. Alex Nedjukovic, obviously, he was younger. He was he looked more promising, but having Frederick Anderson isn't the worst. Like it's not like he's a terrible defender. Um, obviously, losing Dougie Hamilton is huge. Um, but they, they still have like Jacob Slavin, who's a number one, a, like a really good underrated. Like their team is still good. Like it, yeah. by no means it, it, it's terrible offensively. Like KK, I don't think he's gonna add anything to the team, but it's it's just like. It's just it's, it's not like obviously they lose Dougie ha- Dougie Hamilton, but like I can't. There's no way I can I can't put Rangers ahead of um, a Carolina just on the fact that like last time they played, I think was it last year when they just uh, Carolina yeah, just yeah, absolutely yeah. dominated the Rangers. You know what I mean? Like I don't think Rangers are at Carolina's level yet. So and I just Carolina overall they're, they're like about they they just have a young very good, very young good team. So that's why I have them at third. Um, number four, um, I'm going to put Penguins. Um, I just think this is a team that consistently makes the playoffs. I'm just, um, I'm curious what Tristan Yari can do, uh, just because he hasn't really performed lately. Like, cause when they, they picked Matt Murray, when they picked, um, uh, what's Yari over Murray, people were like, oh, wow. So this guy's got like, last year he, he, he was okay, but he wasn't like as elite as people would have thought. Well, it's cause he was outperforming Murray that one season. Exactly. Yeah, that one season. So that's why yeah. they traded away Murray because they didn't want to uh, get, get him snagged in the expansion draft, right? So, obviously, but I don't, I don't know. I just think this is a team that will make the playoffs. They'll find a way to make the playoffs. They'll be there at number four. It's And then at fifth, it's tough, but I have to leave the Rangers out of this. Um, I know their team did get better, but – or no, they, no, they didn't even do that many. No, no. like it's, it's the same team. Obviously. Like it's, it's just the same team. Um, I do like Shesterkin a lot, but um, it's just I don't know. They lost Buch- they lost Bushnevich, but I just don't know like what the upside of this team. Like you have Panarin, Zibanejad, great scores, but I-, I I don't see the upside. I'm excited to see what Alex Lafreniere can do. Uh, with Capocalco, yeah, maybe if they take a step up, this team will definitely be a play a, a playoff team for sure. Just to me, it's Leah Lafreniere and Capital. Really, if they like, step if, up, they, they're playing. They step team? up. If they're like, if they can go 60, 70 points each, like, what they can they be that replace? type of player. Like, wildcard spot or top three? 
No, they'd probably be top four, like, at least at yeah, four. Yeah, and then you know, what, something like that. Hurricanes get pushed down the list. No, don't worry about it. It's not my Hurricanes. It's just <laughs> the Hurricanes, you know? The Hurricanes. But, but yeah, worries. and then um, I'm going to go a little faster, but I have Flyers next. Uh, I think Carter Hart's going to take Where are we right now? Six? Uh, yeah, six. So I have her- Flyers at six. I do. I think Flyers can make the playoffs just because they got so much like defensively, right? They already have Ivan Provorov, but now they have Ryan Ellis and Ristolainen, who are great defensemen. Uh, Ristolainen, obviously, I'm excited to see what he can do when he's not with Buffalo Sabers. Carter Hart's going to take a step up for sure. Um, yeah, and Eric, four, six, six means your team doesn't make the playoffs. No, six I know you but, have a losing record. I know, but you could still make like I'm. I'm saying like there's a chance they can be like third, fourth. Like I'm just saying like. Yeah. In my prediction, they, they're probably going to be six, you know? And then uh, seven, um, I'm going to put the Devils. Uh, obviously, like, their, their team actually got a lot better. Mackenzie Black was going to have a really good season. They got Thomas Starr, and they got um, Dougie Hamilton, too, yep. right? So, they're going to be a really good team. And then Blue Jackets, I don't have to explain. They suck, whatever. Yeah, pretty much, uh, yeah. Metro's, like, this next division, to Atlantic. Like, oh, my God, yeah. The East and- is just a tough... Exactly. To, Who's going to make the wild card? Like you can like That's what I'm saying. Like I think the wild card is going to be uh it's going to be dominated by the metro teams, but mm-hmm. like we'll, I'll I'll break it down. Like Atlantic arguably maybe the toughest division in hockey. Just the, the, the mm-hmm. you know five teams in there who are trying to fight for playoff spots. Uh mm-hmm. it's kind of like the metro, so the east is just, you know, uh tough place to play uh to make the playoffs. So Atlantic in my opinion number 1, uh it's got to be the Tampa Bay Lightning. Sure they lost. Yeah. Some uh, or no, you, you go ahead. Yeah, you go. You want me to go? You, yeah, you break it down. Break down. Yeah, after. Okay, okay. So I'll because I feel like I I went a little slow before. So I'll go no, a little no, quickly yeah, on yeah. this one. But uh, number one, I have Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously two time back to back champions. They really don't have any flaws in this team. Now they have Kucherov back for the season too. They just don't have any. There's no flaws in this team. Like you cannot point to like one part of the game and be like. Obviously, they, they, they lost Yanni Gord. Obviously, a tough loss. But they've lost really good players before. They lost JT Miller. You know, like, they've lost players before, and they just keep getting players back. And, like, this is a such a good team defensively, offensively. The goaltenders, there's no issue. Uh, and even if there's, like, a huge injury, this team's still going to make the playoffs. You know, like, they've shown it, like, Stamkos, Kucherov. Like, they're still going to make the playoffs. They're a really good team. Uh, number two, it's going to be tough to put them there just because it is a team that, they, they they struggle under pressure. Let's be honest. The Toronto Maple Leafs, they, there's a, but in the play, in the regular season, they, there's 82 games to play, right? But so th- they're gonna win, right? Because there's a good team. So uh, especially with uh, Peter Mrazek and Jack Campbell and, and uh, Nets, they're gonna be good. Um, but the only thing with Toronto Maple Leafs is they gotta figure out like mentally how this team like you can't keep losing like every like in the playoffs in the first round every time like. There's a there's a wall mentally they just got hit. I, I just, I'm excited to see if they're gonna be able to like pass that this season, right? So I feel like what if they get past the first round, they're set. Like they just gotta get past that first round, you know. So, but um, in, in terms of ranking, they're gonna be uh, uh pretty much guaranteed yeah. in the playoffs. Uh, third, I have the Boston Bruins. Not much to explain. Uh, they're they're gonna be a good team. Who do they they got all. Allmark in net is that their goalie Linus now? Allmark, yeah. Linus Allmark. Who's a who's a really good goalie? Obviously, he played in good, in yeah, uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. They sucked, but Allmark has been consistently. He he is a good goalie. Um, their team overall, I think McAvoy is going to take a huge step this season. He already took a 
pretty decent step. Like McAvoy is a really good defender. Um, like he he definitely is like top five, top ten def- Like he's a really reliable defender. And overall, the team in general, especially with that first line, they're just gonna be overall really good. And very excited to see this team play. At fourth is where it gets a little tough. I just don't know if Montreal is gonna be like it. Like I don't know, especially. Uh, obviously, Kerry Price says he's going to take a, a, a bit of time off, right? Yeah. Obviously, um, I'm happy that he, he did that. He's going to take a bit of time off. But what's, what's that going to do? Like, this team without Kerry Price isn't much, right? Jake Allen is a very good backup goalie. But, like, especially, like, last year. No, you can year, make they, an argument. Jake Allen outplayed Kerry Price uh, yeah, but, for the most part of the season last year. Yeah, but, he like, obviously, Kerry Price played way more than Jake Allen. So, there's a, a bigger sample size. Yeah. It's just... Last year, Montreal barely made the playoffs. Like, they, if, if if this was a regular season, they would have not made playoffs, right? So it's just tough to put them at four there when you have a team like the Florida Panthers, who are absolutely stacked and who they. I'm trying to think like they 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 just got like so like uh, like they're gonna have Florida. Spencer Knight. Yeah, they're gonna have Spencer Knight. Remember Roski and Sam Reinhart. Oh yeah, Joe that's who they are. Sam Reinhart. They got like they locked up Anthony Duclair. Like yeah, Joe Thorne, I don't know Sam Joe Bennett. Thorne. They locked up. Exactly. Sam Bennett, who had a really good season for them. Um, and obviously Aaron Ekblad. Last year, he took a little step up offensively because he's been consistent, like 40 points, whatever. But last year, he got like 11 goals in like a couple, in like 30 yeah. games or something. So I'm excited to see that that team play. Um, I'm nah, I'm going to put Montreal four. I, I still believe that that, that finals run, that, that's not a fluke. You just don't, don't go, just go to the finals as a fluke, you know? It's mm-hmm. not... You just, like so, um, I'm gonna have them there at four, and then I'm gonna have Florida at five. But I can see, like, to me, it's pretty uh, interchangeable. Yep. Um, I have, I, it's pretty biased, but I have Red Wings at six. I know we lost Jacob Verana for a good amount of the season, yep. but I, I find like Alex Nejekovic having him is gonna be a huge plus for this team, and um, I'm just excited to see what this team can do. And then I have, um. Buffalo and and uh, Senators interchangeable seven eight. Uh, the bottom three is 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 pretty tough. Yeah. for the Atlantic, but it's it's just the top five, the top five like the mm-hmm. top five is like it, that's a good top five. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, for me, yeah, my bottom three uh is pretty much the same, but my top five a little bit different. Number one, like you, I have Tampa, like you said. Awesome pieces, but uh, their stardom power is still going to be able to push them into the playoffs, even win yeah. them. Uh, this division, uh, they lost some some key guys like you know, yeah, Yanni Gord. They lost uh, Barclay Goudreau. They lost mm-hmm. all these depth key pieces. Even Cedric, that them Cedric plus okay, yeah, yeah, he? a little whatever. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, I don't even know if he really played that much. But um, Tampa is first for me. Now this is where it gets interesting for me. Second, I put Florida. I put the Panthers second. You put Panthers second. Okay. Well, I listen, can last year happening. the Panthers won their division. Whatever yeah. I forgot what division that was, but it was with Tampa in it. They won it. Uh, they had a great season. Uh, Joe Quenville could win the uh, the Jack Adams Award this season if mm-hmm. Florida has a good. You know, this is a team. Huberto, uh, Barkov just got resigned. You know, exactly. Duclair looks like he took another step with his team last year. Could yeah. he do that this year? Sam Bennett looked really good on yeah. the Florida Panthers. Aaron Ekblad will be back. 
Uh, Mackenzie Weger could take another step. Yeah. Spencer Knight and Bobrovsky splitting games. You know, who knows about uh, Bobrovsky? Who knows about even Spencer Knight? The guy's a rookie, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they won their division for a reason. I think Joe Quenville has them on the right track right now, it seems like. So okay. I expect, like, I don't expect that team to miss the playoffs. There's just too many good players on that team. I know, I know. Uh, uh, right now. So I have Florida second. I really think they've taken steps over teams like Boston, who last year struggled at times uh, in their division. But Boston's still a good, uh, really good team. Lost to Carras, they're not going to re-sign him. Going Linus Olmark, who actually had really pretty good numbers in Buffalo. You know, you have to remember he was playing in Buffalo. So uh, they'll be fine goaltender. Wise Taylor Hall, they re-signed. Uh, who else did they, uh, the Sabres get? Uh, not the Sabres, sorry. They lost David Krejci. It's actually going to play mm-hmm. overseas, which is a bit, you know, I was surprised to hear about that. But, uh, you know, that's going to be kind of a hole at, at their second line center for sure. Uh, but they're still good enough to win without him. You know, now with Taylor Hall on that team, Carlo got re-signed, Mike Riley, uh, Derek Forbert, they added from the Jets, who was playing a lot of minutes in Winnipeg. Now it won't have to be asked to play that amount, but reliable defenseman Nick Foligno is coming to Eric Hall. I really like. So they've added some pieces where it will keep them in the playoff hunt, especially with Pasternak, Marshawn, Bergeron on that line and stuff like that. Taylor Hall now, he's a really good player. He played really well with them. So they're still going to be a playoff team, in my opinion. So I have them third. Fourth, I have Toronto, I guess. Even though Toronto, I don't find is a good team. Like Toronto's going to, they're going to run into the same problem again. You know, uh, sure, they could be a good regular season team. Exactly. That's what we're talking about right now. Teams are taking their, you know, teams are hitting everyone every match mm-hmm. like in the playoffs they'll let mitch marner and austin matthews skate around do their thing and score goals but once the playoffs comes around that's yeah. going to be close shut and they're going to run into the same problem like that core they're going to they're, they're banking on it again they're doubling down not doubling down they're like tripling down now or quadrupling down with this core now that they think he'll win with john Tavares and stuff like that so uh yeah they'll be a good regular season team and it sucks that they're the atlantic with the has but yeah they'll, they'll they should make the playoffs. Like if they don't make the playoffs, that'd be terrible and amazing yeah. at the same time for Habs fans. So Toronto fourth and Montreal fifth, like Montreal, they're going to have a tough start to the season with Carey Price, Mike Hoffman's mm-hmm. out, uh, you know, Shea Weber's missing the season. So David Savard's not going to have to step up big time. Not like he was playing in Tampa, even more now mm-hmm. uh, playing top four minutes, literally on the first, you know, defensive line unit. So, uh, there's a lot of question marks around this team. Like you said, last year in the North division, barely miss, uh, made the playoffs. And those teams that were nothing are nothing like the teams they are going to have to play now. Uh, you know, the Canadian teams, Calgary, Vancouver, that's who they were going up against. And now the senators too, which Montreal, for some reason, they don't like playing the senators. They suck against the senators mm-hmm. are going to take valuable wins now away from the Montreal Canadians. So, and then right. Like if you're going to play down against your competition, this is the worst division to do it in. Because you, there's no time to play down against you. There's no time to lose. Exactly. You, know, you can't lose two to the Red Wings. You can't lose three out of four to the yeah, freaking exactly. uh, Senators. Or exactly. you can't split against the Sabers. You got to win yeah. these games. You got to win at least three games against these guys. You know, if you want to have a chance. Um, so, like I said, Montreal, they're not going to make the top three. They're going to be fighting for a playoff exactly wild spot, wild, wild card yeah. spot, in my opinion. It's going to be tough because they're going to be competing with a team in the Atlantic and other teams from the Metro. Exactly. So, um, you know, Montreal, it's like, it's going to be one of those fairy, uh, what do you say? Fairy tale storybook. Uh, exactly. But, but we know if Montreal squeezes into the playoffs, it doesn't, they, need to get in. In. they just need to get in. 
once they get in the playoffs, like it doesn't matter about the rain. Like, yeah, exactly. it doesn't matter about the rain. They need to get into the playoffs. They showed that last year. They just need to get in, but it's going to be tough, uh, especially in the Atlantic. So then six, seven, eight, Senators, Red Wings, Sabres. Sabres suck. They're training away. Everyone training Ike away. Red Wings suck. Uh, they will be better than the Sabres. Delkovich, like you said, but still rebuilding team. Senators, young rebuilding team, but not good enough to compete with the top five. Maybe Montreal, maybe. But no, yeah. uh, they're going to not. The point differential will be like maybe 15, 10, 13 between Montreal and Ottawa, which is like kind yeah. of ridiculous. It should be more, but that's what I think it will be. Uh, or like 10. And then, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's it. That's, uh, that's our predictions for the NHL. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So Montreal, as a Habs fan, it's kind of weird to have them outside, but I got to be realistic. And uh, the top three is just Montreal's not know, better that's, than that's, those teams. I'm surprised that you didn't have Montreal in the top in the three. Playoffs. No, but because five, they're not in the playoffs. 100, percent they're not in the. If they're at five, they're not in the playoffs. No, probably not. That's why. That's why it's like one of these teams: Tampa, Florida, Boston, Toronto. For Montreal to make the playoffs, they're gonna have to be better than one of those teams. And yeah, which yeah. team is it gonna be? You know, is it going to be exactly. the Toronto Maple Leafs who, you know, have been having 15 point leads on you every season because uh, they're just a good regular season team? Is it going to be Boston who you struggle with? Is it going to be Florida who had a great, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, Montreal just has, it, even this division's really, really good. They just got to keep winning games. And like, mm-hmm. you know, if it's four and five from the Atlantic in the wild card spots, then it's four and five. You know, if Montreal outperforms all the other Metro teams, then that's that. You know, there's still. There's still a way for them to make the playoffs just hard. Exactly. And it's difficult because, like I said, that Metro division looks even tougher or just as tough. So a lot of good teams there. And you got to compete against them all season, too, not just the Atlantic. You got to co- mm-hmm. compete against the Metro teams, too, now. Yeah. So you can't take those, uh, those games lightly either. Well, um, that has been our predictions for the NHL season. Yeah. Uh, which will be going October 12th. Um, so the season will be taken off. We'll have a bunch of things to talk about yeah. uh, when that goes underway. Next week's episode, October. We're talking about basketball. Do you want to talk about basketball? Yeah, when's the UFC 267? That's oh, later on, October yeah. 30th or something like that. Yeah, something like that. So that was, yeah, October. so basketball, I think next week will be. Um, the basketball standing predictions because the yeah. NBA season starts shortly after the NHL season. So that's why we gave a week uh, off or a week later to do that one. So we'll be doing basketball and you'll be giving us a bunch of info on that. Uh, yeah. Or I'll be doing my standings too, but you'll have more to say. So uh, stay tuned for that. So thanks again. Thanks for listening to the oh, yeah. show. We forgot. You forgot about one thing. The, Jack Eichel. Oh, I know we. Jack I know we had Eichel. we had Sabers last. We didn't. You didn't really talk about Jack Eichel. Not I was Wallace waiting for you to it. mention Sabers are last. Jack Eichel won't be a, won't be playing the games for the Sabers. He's getting traded. We don't know if Jack Eichel's going to start the season. Uh, it doesn't look like he will because first he has to get traded. He's not having yeah. surgery yet. Away. He's got to get traded yeah. and then have the surgery. So yeah. Jack Eichel will for sure miss the start of the season. Who knows how much longer? And who knows when he's going to get traded? I'll put it out, like you said. You thanks for reminding me every week. Where's yeah. Jack Eichel going to be? Who knows? You know, get it done, Sabers. Get it done. This is getting exactly. embarrassing, and just get it done. Just just trade the guy. He's not going to play for you. There's teams exactly. out there available, like uh, and fantasy wanna, owners want to know too. So fantasy owners want to know too, and we got <laughs> our fantasy teams, Eric, as well. So maybe uh, maybe next week uh, we might talk about it. We yeah. might talk about our fantasy teams because we don't have enough time to the, this episode, but. We got to end the episode. So thanks for listening to the Ship and Zang Thank Show you. on Spotify and YouTube. Uh, we'll see you guys in episode 42.
where we talk NBA standards. We'll see you next week. <gasps> Roll the outro!